Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's meetings week. We've got new technology and maybe some new playoff formats. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trevor in California. BBD behind the dish. And it's another week of negotiations. I'm going to pause and count because this is where we always run into tech issues and sound issues with the new janky system we're using. Are we good? Did we get past it? Are we through the storm? 20 more seconds. I'm checking. Again, to update you, we're running off a system that was worse than our system in the Bronx because we got duped into a bad setup. Mm. We're talking with professional people that we're going to not rush to make sure it's good forever. And something happens when we have Trev join us where the audio, as soon as we get through the theme song, either spikes or dips on BBD. Have we made it through? I think we're there. Yes. It just fixes itself about, call it 30 seconds later. All right. But it was it was low, and now it's back. To today was normal, a quiet day. All right. Cool. We made it through. We're here. It's better than ever. Do Trevor. Think it's because Trevor's too sexy. I do like Trevor's outfit today. I like, it's like a hobo chic. Mm. Dara, Dara leak my balls. Zoolander, head okay. of its time. Uh, how you doing, Trev? I'm I'm doing great. You know, my first introduction into Hobo Chic was Jake Arietta. So maybe I'm channeling um, some of his vibes there. I, I was just mentioning to uh, my good friend uh, Jacob Storiali how good I played yesterday on the links. So this is kind of a golf pod now. Two over on the back nine. All you dudes out there think you're good at golf? Come on, let's go. I'm getting there. And it's very exciting for me because I don't have a lot of competition left in my life mm. so this is really sparking that my other competition in life is with my friend jacob story Alley. so i want to see how you're doing jake how are you trev james bbd everyone live in the chat your families everyone in brooklyn was there this weekend uh looks at at some apartments we were kind of in a part of brooklyn that i don't think we'd live in so we kind of screwed a pooch on that one uh had dinner in Brooklyn, enjoyed my time there. Brooklyn guy, but I'm just so Manhattan. So it's tough. We're, we're going to see. Probably going to have to move apartments because they jacked up my rent 60%. Uh, 60? 60, oh, yeah. Geez. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's been going on on my end. Jealous of your golf, Trev. Uh, you know, there's a couple weekends I was hitting the simulator. Stimulator, if you will. Talking baseball people know. Uh, but would love to get on the links soon maybe uh maybe we should meet mm. up in Arizona sometime or something like that but i'm uh i'm good i'm good we got some labor got some playoffs we got some technology one of my strengths so i'm uh i'm gen- generally well james i can't believe they jacked your rent up mm. that much that's i all- mean we got a little bit of a covid deal so we knew we were going to get bumped but we didn't think 60% uh, so I sent a couple firm emails yesterday, got in the mix. Tell them the shit in their hat and wear it. Told Henry to give me their best offer. And by the way, do you like baseball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he doesn't. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys more updates on that as we go. It's great. I had dinner with William H Macy. Really? Uh, that was a good time. Delicious meal. I had swordfish and sweet potatoes. I'm not sure what he was eating because he was sitting behind me for some reason with mm. three different people. Really? Yeah. Heard his voice behind my head. And then Katie was like, yeah, it's William H. Macy. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I like him. He's in I my mixed f- him up with William Defoe for a while, but. Rude. But they, they've had long hair at similar times. Yeah, I'm a big William uh, Defoe. William guy. H. Macy from uh, a lot of things. Like people would say Fargo, Shameless, a lot of things. Yeah. For me, TikTok, McLaughlin, Seabiscuit, what a roll. Mm. Anyway, so I'm doing well. Trev, Teddy scored a touchdown. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, he he did. I mean, I'm proud of him because I don't know if I talked about this on the show uh, or not, but he came up to me and he was he was um, disappointed that he wasn't getting the ball uh, really Been during there. these games. He's kind of like a, on the smaller side, younger side, and you know there's some more maybe physically gifted six year olds on the team. <laughs> Uh, but he hadn't been touched the ball. So I said, look, don't tell me this. Like, if you want the ball, you got to go tell your coach, like, or, you know, like you got to go show him that you want it. So wow. he did that a couple of times, like straight up went to the coach. It was like, coach and coach was like, yes. He's like, I want the ball. So I thought that was great for him. Uh, still only got it once yesterday, but in that one time he did score a tut. He was really excited about it. So we're happy for, for Ted. He's kind of, he's, he's figuring some things out, you know, he's a stud. I, I was excited about the touchdown. Put Thank three you. kids on the ground. That was beautiful. Anyway, uh, we're not going to go deep dive in, into the labor stuff today because they're meeting this week. It was supposed to be New York, and then they pivoted to Florida because they remembered golf existed. And I'm sure Thursday's show is going to be the heavy uh, labor update situation. They did push spring training back to March 5th. That's uh, official. So the first sign of things not happening um, if that's all that happens, obviously that's not a big deal at all, but that's, you know, step one. And then step two is pushing back further and further and further. So we'll see how it goes. We had a sheet of notes that were sent to us and I cannot find it in the Slack. Mm. If either of you have it, can you share it with me? I just have no idea what message it was sent in and I've been clicking. I think it's, find it, it is like our the last sheet we had, if that is helpful information to you, but not, I can not. No, mm. no. Um, all right. Anyway, anything on the labor stuff, Trev? I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about some other stuff going forward. That's more fun. Some of the college baseball technology stuff that swept the internet. Any, any of your little birdies telling you anything though, Trev? It's a lot of frustrated voices out there. That's pretty much the main um, emotion that I'm getting when I'm talking to guys like, this is the time, like, look, we're trained forever to be ready to go at this time, to go to spring training. So usually your, your workouts are more baseball specific. Now you're doing more game stuff. You're putting your cleats on. You're making sure that, you know, your legs are ready to run the bases and all that stuff because it, it, it means something. But guys are in limbo now. You know, like hitters can kind of continue to do what they want to do, but pitchers, like, they need to be ramping up to a certain point, and I don't think they know exactly – uh, what that point is. I think a lot of guys are just frustrated in that aspect where their training is now getting, they've had a, a normal off season besides being able to talk to their team. Most of these guys, you know, they've gone through their, their progressions, but now I think they're seeing like, well, 
I'm supposed to be on a plane, like going and doing baseball now. And it, it, I know some guys are already doing this. Um, cause I'm seeing it on the gram and stuff. I believe we're going to see a lot more of these camps where we're having a bunch of ball players get together and try to do some live ABs and stuff like that. Cause it's, it's go time for everybody. That's kind of, you know, I ask around, you know, what's this, is this new uh, proposal going to move the needle at all? And all the responses were, are, I sure as hell hope it does. Cause I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. My, uh, I think, I think, I think that's kind of where everyone's feeling at this point. My guy, Cole Tucker working out with my guy, Tyler Wade. They're working out with my guy, JP Sportman, Ooh. CCSU raise up. Um, so yeah, and there's there's a lot of ball players that are either in Florida or Arizona because they kind of train there anyways, or you know, and want to be ready for if they do come to a deal, they want to be there. So that's that's going on. It is going to suck for the pitchers. Like even if we figure this out quickly, which still seems up against it, they're they're going to be in a tough spot. As a sports fan in general, I I do think today was the first. You know, it's Super Bowl last week. You're running off that high. Me and Trev's Matt Stafford, we were at the game. And then this week's a weird one in the sports world because pitchers and catchers should have reported, which is exciting for a little bit, but then they're just basically running and playing catch, so you kind of come away from them. Then everyone reports, and, you know, it's your first time seeing Bryce Harper in a new uniform. It's your first time seeing all that stuff, and that's when you really get the juice. So today I was really missing that juice, uh, which sucks, and I don't know if I can bring it up, but I texted you guys. Uh, it was I was having an optimistic Thursday. Yeah. Um, because I mean, Trev, this is just this is classic the league. You know, whenever we were going through our arbitration hearings, they would just wait us out to the very end, and then they give us their actual best and final offer. And now the fact that we're meeting every week, um, you know, I I think we're going to start getting some best and final offers and we'll see if we get any movement from that. And they're meeting every day. So they're just going to figure it out every day. They'll get a little closer every day. Thank God they're reading every day. That's really good. Um, did you see what MLBPA said? They said that they're not giving expanded playoffs. If this season doesn't start on time. MLB said that oh, ML, the PA said that that's a, a hell of a leverage tool right there. Then. That is, it's a good move because MLB, if MLB misses the month of April, but get expanded playoffs in this deal, they've won. They don't care at all. They could miss April and May. And if they get expanded playoffs, they win, they have more money. So they don't care at all. So that's a great move by the PA to say, we're not doing expanded playoffs if this this doesn't start on time. I think I think what what they would say is we'll pay you your full contracts which then kind of puts them in the bucket because they're not making money on their tv deals if they're not playing games but yeah the players i think i don't know i I thought i saw they wrote that as well like full pay or start the season on time because i mean it's essentially the same thing even though like they obviously prefer to be on the field playing baseball for a a lot of reasons mostly because they love the game and it's what Mm. they do for a living um, but yeah, I think that's, that's, we talk about it all the time on here. There's not a ton of leverage on the player side. That being probably the biggest oh thing they God. got to offer right now. I hadn't seen Tony Clark's look these days. Did you change? He's got to still be wearing nice big baggy stuff. But the beard is uh, full now. 
And it's kind of neck beardy. And it's getting Amish looking. It's getting lower and lower. He had the nice goatee for a while. The goatee was scary. It was like a power play. This is a little more like... If you ever enter a contract negotiation, you expect someone at the table to have a goatee. And that's kind of where Tony Clark was. Um, you're, I think you're right on this, Jimmy. That beard is... That's a lot. He's a presence, dude. Have you guys... Have you met Tony? No. Have not. Feels like he's a good hugger. Like a, he would just swallow me up with a hug. He's big. Yeah. yeah. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Is there... We got a height on him, BBD? Can we get it? Um, big dude. And he kind of wears big baggy clothes. Um, big, deep, booming six, eight. voice. 6'8". Six, yeah. He's big. That's Shout big. Tony Clark, man. You know, like... Yeah? I'll say this about Tony. I, I like Tony because he... He does put his heart into this. Mm. He does. And right now, I mean, it's tough to be on either side. Like, you know, both sides here are getting backlash from the fans at this point. Uh, but, but, but Tony is. I, I do think. I think, uh, Tony's a good, I think Tony's a good leader for the PA. Okay. Good stuff. I think, I think we're in a tough situation right now. But uh, like I said, he's, he's giving it everything he's got. Hopefully we get some updates. We did have like a, we had college baseball started, which brought in a conversation that Trev started on Twitter. Do you want to do that first? Or do you want to do stay with baseball since we're kind of talking about expanded playoffs? And there were some, I don't know, fake. Was it fake? Uh, was it just completely fake? Or was it just a guess of uh, new formats? But I think it's an interesting conversation to have again anyway on the concepts of these new formats because we know that we're getting a new format. I think that's kind of agreed upon, right? That we're getting unless, a new format. Unless. Unless. And the other big news is that Tops recently announced they mm. will be auctioning off a one of one 1952 Mickey Mantle card NFT on OpenSea. March 1st, 1 p.m. Eastern time, OpenSea is an NFT auction platform where people can make bids to win highly prized NFT collectibles. Jake has an NFT. Yeah. It is a baseball card. The one-of-one one NFT is a stunning recreation of the classic Topps baseball card, complete with video of historical imagery and memorabilia that showcase and celebrate Mickey Mantle's legacy. Um, the winner of the auction will also have the rare opportunity to have a 30-minute interview with Mickey Mantle's sons, Danny and David Mantle. The auction kicks off on March 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern is live for three days, ending at 1 p.m. on March 4th. Any bid placed in the last 10 minutes of the auction will extend the auction by an additional 10 minutes. For more information on this historic release, visit topstimeless.com. Topstimeless.com. Topstimeless. You wish there was one more T in there, don't you? The Topstimeless. Topstimeless.tom. .tom, yeah, dot .tops. They're the tops. I mean, these NFT things are right up your alley, Jake. You're a crypto billionaire. I'm an investment guy. I have my one NFT. Um, it's bringing me places. So, yeah, I mean, yes. I also have an NFT, just one. That's I'm, all I got to say. I'll get one soon. The new playoff bracket, I mean, the one that was leaked or or – or put out there was not leaked. I don't think leaks the right word. No, not leaked. Yeah, just, just put out there seven out there. seven teams from each side, from each league making it, which is fourteen teams, which is closer to the fifty percent that we have heard they want to get to. 
And it was, so one, how do you feel about that, Trev? Because Jake and I have come to grips with it. Maybe you have because we've just heard from people that it's happening, that that's what the owners really want. There's 14 teams or more. Playoff percentages. I think I've come to grips that like it's maybe not 14. I guess I don't know what what else you could do. Um, 12 teams, obviously, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I think expanded playoffs are coming. If it's 12, it's if it's 14, I'm not sure. I don't I don't love it. I was just telling you guys before the show, I'm looking at the bracket and how everything's set up right now. Like it kind of it kind of works. Like the wild card was, you know, the wild card game when it was a one game thing, I thought was great. And that was a change that, you know, some people didn't like. At first I was kind of against it because it's one game for your season, but I realized as a fan how much that meant. And like that's kind of like what other sports do. I mean, it's single elimination in most sports in the playoffs, or not in most sports, but in football, our most popular sport. Uh, and then when they changed the three games with the wild card, I thought that was an even better idea. I love that. So I'm like okay with expanding the playoffs in some fashion. But I when we're when we're talking about half the league making it, and you're looking back at some of these seasons, you'd have sub five hundred teams in the playoffs. I mean it's negating baseball's most important part, the the long season. I mean, that's what that's what we talk about this all the time. I feel like, you know, I don't want to keep talking the same point over and over, but I love the long season. I think that's why baseball is great. And if we're going to expand it to 14 teams, we're going to get some teams that aren't so worthy of the playoffs. And I don't like that aspect of it. And I, I think that's what's kind of funny is that from last year's standings, we have the perfect example on both sides of the aisle, the good and the bad of seven teams. Last year, if the AL expanded to seven teams, we would have had the Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs, which, man, how fun was Seattle? How fun are the Blue Jays? Like that. What, were their, been, what were their records? They were 91 and 71 and 90 and 72. Okay. So that would have been... Yeah, that would have been all that right. That is the perfect example of two more teams get in, they're fun. Like it would be great to get both of those teams on a more national playoff stage. Like win, win, win. In the National League last year, if we expanded to two more teams, do you fellas know who would have got in? Padres. Your Philadelphia Phillies mm-hmm. and your Cincinnati Reds. 82 and 80, 83 and 79. Padres, what the hell? So Padres fell off so hard. Um you know. Those teams, hey, Phillies, how often did we say those boys can hit and they've got a couple starting pitchers that could take over? That would be (laughs) their record doesn't say playoff team. They could have been a little scary in the playoffs. Who knows? Cincinnati Reds, um, you know, they, uh, they faded off towards the end as well. But traditionally, an 83 and 79 team is not what screams playoff baseball because like you're saying Trev we do want to reward these teams for the grind for the 162 it is what makes baseball special and that is where you know Trev like you said you you do end up repeating some of the same points whenever you hear me and Jimmy talking about this it's because we mentally came to grips with this cuz we heard about it years ago that they view it as percentages, the percentage of NFL teams that make the playoffs, the percentage of NBA teams that make the playoffs. MLB views it through that scope, and when you hear that, it's kind of like a, oh, so that's how they compare themselves to the other leagues, and you start getting in the mind of how 
you know, those people and ownership groups think and how could that league let in more playoff teams, blah, blah, blah. That's where the money is. It does start to make sense, and that's where my go-to line is always the just reward the best teams properly. If we're going to start letting in an 83-win team, make it so they have to play three games on the road against a good team or, or whatever the stipulations are. Like, do not give them an easy playoff entry because then... Or the same as the best team. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's where things get dangerous for me. Because at baseball playoffs... And Trev, how do you feel about the team choosing their opponent? Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that was this one that got posted, so we were thinking about it. And and that had been rumored last year as well during uh, during negotiations. Well, like at the end of the year when we had that four-way tie scenario with teams picking, like they submitted their picks. Like we know the Yankees would have picked to play Boston in that situation. Like Cashman mm. said it. Um, How do you feel about that, Trev? You think it's fun drama or what? I, my stance on that is I think I'd be okay with it only because if we do go to 14 teams, then we do need to, think about completely overhauling divisions. We got to think about, you know, the schedule that we play and we can do all this. That's the, the beauty of it. You know, uh, Jason Stark wrote an article comparing like, what can we learn from the NFL and their playoffs? And he said, basically like the NFL is not afraid to reinvent itself a little bit. You know, they, they've upped the scoring, they've upped the passing and, and, and all sorts of things, you know, added teams to the playoffs, whatnot. Um, I think if we go to 14 teams, we have to come up with some sort of cool new system. Jake, you mentioned if an 80, if a 500, a sub 500 team gets in, they probably got to go through the gauntlet to get through the first round. Something of that nature. They got to win two when the other team only has to win one. Something like that. I think we have the opportunity to do that. And I think if we put some smart people in a room and we maybe had some fan engagement with it as well, like we could bring a bunch of people who love the game from separate backgrounds into a room and say, Hey, let's figure out a cool way to do the playoffs. I think we could do it and it would work. And that's the only way I'd want 14 teams is if they really, I don't want just a buy for the best team. Like, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that works. That's not good for that team. In fact, I think it probably is, is bad for most teams at that point of the season. So I don't have the answer to the 14 team scenario. I don't mind the choosing of the of the opponent because that is kind of a little zany, and I believe that's the way we have to go if we do go to 14 teams. It's got to be a little crazy. It's a lot of teams. We were doing the buy calculation. It's the same. It's It, it could be like four days. Right now it's three. Like the Rays yeah. played 162, and then there was two wild card games in an off day before they played, and it was three days. And I think if they did all the same city, it would be four days. So it really wouldn't the time, the days off wouldn't be that much bigger than otherwise. Um, I wanted to kind of say this because Jake and I had not a revelation or we just had a thought because we went to the New York Rangers versus the Boston mm. Bruins game. And we went to the hockey game. Igor. 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 Almost scored a goal yesterday. Uh, and they obviously um, do a shootout now. If they tie, 
you both get a point for tying in regulation, or they do a three-on-three overtime. You both get a point. Then it goes to a shootout where the winner of the shootout wins an additional point, but you still get a point for tying, making it to the shootout. The shootout that we saw went nine rounds. And hockey purists don't like it or didn't like it when it first started. They might have embraced it now or they may still not dislike it. I'm not sure. But Jake and I, as casual fans, were thoroughly entertained. It was awesome. And I kind of like, that's, have to think that way for baseball. Like if yes. they tied after 11 innings and both teams got a point and then it went to a swing off, baseball purists I, absolutely hate that. Are we gaining new young fans? 100%. I don't think swing off is the right way to do it because like home run derby, like that doesn't make any sense because it's, we're talking about a baseball team. What I would suggest, and this has been talked about, I think we talked about it uh, before here too. Say we were in the playoffs or shoot, even in regular season games, we could do this. Okay. If we play nine innings, scores tied, maybe we give it two extra innings of regular ball. I'd prefer it just to go straight to this where you could pick where you're going to hit. Like you can put your middle of your lineup up where we're going to start in the lineup, because that is something that other sports have that the baseball doesn't have. They have their best players with the ball in crunch time. And you tune in to see that we saw Matt Stafford, excuse me, Matthew Stafford, March down the field, throw it to Cooper cup. Then we saw Aaron Donald come around and make the play against Joe Burrow. This is what football does so well. And basketball, the same thing, LeBron, takes the ball last night in the all-star game, shoots it up, wins it first, wins it for his team. And for you, Jake, right? You bet LeBron. Mm, yeah. I had a good oh, night. With, I was a bronze sexual yeah. for one night. It was awesome. Wow. So why can't, why can't we have a, a situation where it's like, all right, Hey, I'm leading off my, my two hole hitter and I got three, four coming up behind them. And you get to choose your, where you're in the lineup, all that good stuff. I think that would, these are the things we should be talking about to progress the game. I don't think anybody would hate that. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because, Trev, I love everything you just said. Um, and it's the interesting balance is it's the regular season. You have to put that into perspective a little bit. Like, you know, you you get nine innings to do what you need to do. Um, you know, 10th tenth, tenth inning, can you do, do you just let it ride and you pick up in the batting order? Or 10th inning, do you do you do what you said and, like, let it go and play natural baseball. I think the bigger thing for me and my A-Rod just hand came in, just hmm. came in out of screen. So I want to bring that. That's when you know I'm really driving home a point, Poppy. Does he do that? Um, when he starts really getting into something, he brings out the power hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well done, BBD. Uh, I guess for me, the problem is right now the current solution is isn't the solution like playing the the knockoff form of baseball with a ghost runner on second nobody really likes that and you I think for a while we wondered if that was just because it was change and do we just not like change I think there are just better solutions out there like if you told me in the 10th inning set your lineup and then the game becomes who's hot right now do you have to set it at the start of the inning, or can you just go by the seat of your pants? So if, say, a base runner, leadoff hitter hits a double, can you then go to your contact hitter or someone that slaps the ball the other way? Like, is that part of the strategy? That would be fantastic. Or, and this is where Jim started out and we kind of did raise our eyebrows at each other, if they did 
a swing off and say the 11th inning. Trev, I, I see your head shaking and I respect it and I get it. I get it. But if you told me that, hey, the, the Yankees and the Mets are playing, they're going to the 11th, it's swing off time. The Yankees are going to hit Judge, Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Yankee fans scream, and the Mets are going to hit Alonzo, Lindor, and Jeff McNeil. He's hot. I don't know why they did it, but they just did it that way. <laughs> like, you're telling me you want to tune into that? Like, that's kind of must-watch, and the stadium would be going nuts. I It could work. I very much understand deciding a baseball game that way. Well, you'd have to go to a point system. Okay. Like, right, right, like right. hockey. You'd have to go to a point system. And it's the same thing in hockey, Trev. Like, hockey's a team sport. There's, you know, there's 12 forwards and eight defensemen, and then you go to a shootout, and it's just your top three guys that can do this one specific skill. It's the very same thing as just choosing your sluggers to go up. I'm just but saying. There's no, offense, there's no defense in that. There's de- offense and defense in the other things. There's not in a home run derby. So it's I I I think yeah, that's a good is, counter. I can't even Soccer begin to think out. of a game ending that way. Yeah, it's a good counter. You need defense, so you put up your top three for three at bats. I don't know. And we're just talking about extra innings, or you know, like after the yeah. game is a tie where both teams get a point. But my my point is, I I've been old school in baseball and not wanting to change it forever. The fact is, the game has already changed so much yes. where there's no action at all. So we can get back there. But if you can just win young fans in, we're saying it's tied after 11. And then that point you go to just something crazy in the regular season only. I think we got to unscrew our, our lids just a, a little bit. They're too tight. And like people that listen to this podcast in the middle of a lockout is not, is the audience I'm kind right. of talking to because I would, if you polled people listening to me right now that are tuning in, they hate what I'm saying because I was like that as well. But if you go to other sports and figure out like, okay, they got me, I'm hooked. How do we get more people interested? Not talking about the the first 11 innings. Just saying like, do something like that. It doesn't really matter. It, It doesn't really matter. And the runner on second may speed up the game but it's not enticing any new fans. Like if no, I send a text all. to my yeah. buddy and I go, yo, Yankees and Red Sox are in extras right now. There's a runner on second to start the inning. One, I never use that tone because it's mm. not exciting. But if I text my buddy, say, dude, they just tied after 11. They're going to, you know, the top three hitters only. You'd be like, oh, I got I'll check that out. So all we're doing is speeding up the conclusion of the game, but we're not exciting anyone to tune in. Even baseball fans, like even if someone texted me and was like, hey, you know, two like Royals and Twins are in extras, so they got the runner in second, it's not like go must watch. But if someone if someone texts me and say Rangers or Bruins are in a shootout, I'm gonna oh, I'll flip that on. I'll see what happens right now. Think, like, think about the that. walk-off celebrations that, that come with the extra inning rule that we have. They're 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 nothing. Like you don't even really celebrate those. Guys that are out there like high fiving because it's a weird form of baseball. It's I, I totally agree, James. Like, yeah, they wanted to shorten the games for health reasons, you know, get people out of the stadiums, I guess, because they don't serve beer anymore. So why do they want anyone in the stadium? Um, but it doesn't, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't entice people the way maybe we should be thinking about 
and it's okay. Like people need to like relax and open their minds up a little bit about baseball. We don't have to fundamentally change the sport. That's why I, I, I totally disagree on like the, the shootout or shootout or swing off thing, but we can, we can take the standards that we have and kind of move them around a little bit. I, I really love the idea of having it come down to, you know, your best players. That's what people want to watch. Like I was rarely the best in the middle of lineup in my career, people weren't coming to really see me, but if people came to the ballpark and they got to see uh, Justin Morneau and Joe Mauer back to back when the game's like crunch time, I mean, that's, that will get people juiced up. I don't know what that is for, you know, for Yankees, it would be like, you got Aaron judge coming up with Stanton right behind them. Let's see what these boys can do. One swing, the game's over. Cause this is baseball. Like it. Miles Daly in the chat just suggest, suggested, uh, what if they play it like normal, but after the 11th, you get to pick the part of the lineup they want to start with. So mm. I think he gets credit for your idea now. Yes. <laughs> that is the Miles Daly idea. Uh, to be fair, I'm pretty sure I stole that from somebody. Maybe yeah. Not. But it is what you presented. Um, all right. Well, that, that, that goes in. Be ready for expanded playoffs. And then Jake and I had a revelation that they should make slop time at the end of a tie game exciting and not dull. Mm. And if you're going to expand the freaking playoffs, let's let's get some pageantry to it. I, I'm like kind of all in on that. I am. I am a little like I understand they want to up the numbers, but the one game wild card playoffs are exciting. You can tell by the ratings. People tune in. Non baseball fans, just sports fans, tune in. They're gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Like it is. if they and, go and if they go away it. from that, like I don't they're gonna lose that. It it sucks. I hate it. We as could a fan. do it where if the, the lower seed team has to win two and the higher seed team has to win one. Like that that's just as good as a winner go home situation because it literally is a winner go home situation, but you can have more games that way. Yeah. If you want to go to these games and see this stuff, you gotta use SeatGeek. Uh this whole show. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. They sponsor us. They got an app. You choose the event. It could be baseball. It could be a concert, basketball, football, festival, whatever you want. They rate every ticket 0 to 10 to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. Obviously, every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry. They've got the hookup, or we've got the hookup, I should say, for you. Use code TALKIN for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code TALKIN. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Let's talk about this college baseball. Mm. Some exciting things. Tommy White, first ever game. Goes five for six with three homers. Other stuff happened. Bizarre call I just did a breakdown on. A lot of home runs. And now we have technology. And as well as technology, then the watches, they're all wearing quarterback belts with notes on it. Yeah. Like, Like positioning scouting reports. So, man, I couldn't like this any less. Vanderbilt's pitchers were looking at their watch for every pitch, and then we got clarity on it. They're allowed to use technology in uh, college now, so teams are doing it. And and Vanderbilt, all nine players on the field have the watches and see what the coach is calling before as it's happening. 
Trev, you tweeted about this. You didn't like it. Jake, you responded. Say you didn't like it. I responded. Say I didn't like it. I want to. I want to clarify something. I really, 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 really don't like the other fielders having the info. I also really, 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 really don't like the coaches having the info. If there was a device that the catcher was hitting numbers on his wristwatch and the pitcher was looking at them on his, I'm not against that. So I'm not 100% against technology to change sign stealing and, and make it you know, the easier for the catcher and the pitcher to communicate. I'm not 100% for it either, but I'm not against it. But I hate that the coaches have it and that the fielders have it because they're turning baseball into out-of-the-park baseball. Like, more and more and more, they're taking the athleticism and the brain out of the athlete and just, like, using them as pawns. It's so different than non-American sports where the coach can't even do anything during the game. Like, you know, like uh, tennis is an individual sport, but even cricket, the the coach, he can't do shit. The captain chooses who bowls and who hits and where they're going to field. And I know like netball, I played, my sister played that in Australia. The coach wasn't allowed to say a word during the game. And in America, like our coaches run our sports. This is too much for me. It's way too much. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I sent that tweet out. I asked for ball players to respond. Of course, Jake was the first one to chime in. That made a lot of sense. So I'm glad I got your uh, your take on it. But most of the guys uh, that responded that, that were former players are all against it. And and for a variety of different reasons. I did learn I, – I asked a question. I said, okay, coach has given the signs to these guys. All defenders have this watch that tells them which pitch is coming. So now all the defenders can anticipate – you know, for instance, um, you're on the the left side of the infield. So you're playing shortstop or second base, or excuse me, shortstop or third base. And an off-speed pitch is called to a right-handed batter. You're going to take a step over to your right towards the line because, you know, the tendency on um, an off-speed pitch typically is, you know, ground balls uh, to your backhand side. So you do that. Instead of, you know, the old way was – a the shortstop is looking into the catcher's signs, reads it, gives a little to the third baseman. You you have to relay this, you know, um, but you have to do it soft enough where the third base coach doesn't hear you, so he can't relay it, or the runner on second base doesn't hear you, so he doesn't take off the third because he knows the pitch is coming, it might be in the dirt. There's all these things, you know, the game within the game, and we're we're losing that. And so that's that's a big that's a big thing for me and for for all ball players. I think that that's a separator usually. And now we're just trying to get everyone, you know, kind of on the same page. I did ask what happens if you shake off, can you shake off your, because it's not, it's not foreign that, you know, a college coach would call a game. I feel like that happens more often than not. The college coach is calling the pitches, which I, I also don't like, but I understand like a lot of it has to do with them having to win these games to keep their jobs. That's what I got. I heard from a couple of different people that work in the industry. Like they're very, it's very much a win loss thing that they need to do. It's not a development thing. They need to win games to keep their jobs. So they want it in their hands. Uh, but there is a, there is a system in play. I guess it's like a swipe thing. So if you call, he calls a pitch and they don't like it. He shakes it off and one swipe moves to the next pitch. One swipe up moves to the next pitch. It's, it's one of those things. I, I, um, I said in my tweet, it's I'm okay with tech and in, in, in pregame and, and, and 
and getting ready and training and all that. But wearable tech for me on the field is just like an absolute no-go because of all the reasons you said too, James. We're taking the athlete out of the game, essentially. Yeah, I, I'm fine with catcher and pitcher having something if that's what it comes down to. It just should be like a little vibrate thing or whatever. And I get that coaches call the game. I think that was a... Um, was that a um, Bregman tweet at one point? Like, let college catchers call games. Was he a catcher in college and he tweeted that? Or some catcher, like, rallied against that. He's like, how is anyone going to learn to call a game if you don't let them call in college? But I guess the coaches don't want to get fired. Yeah, I A mean, lot it, of catchers weighed in on that and said the same thing. How are you supposed to learn the game? It's uh, You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a classic American trait. Uh, we take things too far. <laughs> I mean, look around at pretty much anything, uh, whether baseball, Tiger King, whatever it may be for you. Um, and by the way, Trev, you mentioned you wanted ball players to check in. Couple ball players tonight, Blitzball Battle, uh, 7 p.m. Awesome game. Jerry Blevins, Jolly Olive uh, versus Mac Flurry Power. Couple of minor league dudes. My guys, Kyle and Bossy. Um, coaches, Jim, like you just said. They have to win to keep their job. So they will do anything to win to keep their job. Coaches or anyone, look at the Astros scandal. Their whole thing was, and that one guy is, you know, how do we increase on the margins? How do we push things as far as we can go? And that's where we're at. Like, and I really didn't want this opinion because I think it's kind of easy and it's generic and, oh, something new, I don't like it. And so I was like, you know what? Let me actually think about this. Are, you know, are, is this going to lead to better action? Is this going to lead to better baseball? And it's all around no. Uh, it's all around no. We're getting closer to a video game than baseball. Like, And, uh, yeah, it's it's – Part of the reason we love sports, and I was wondering if this was a technology thing, because there's rumors out there I'm not the most tech-savvy guy. Um, you know, I was thinking about golf, and, like, technology in golf is actually has really helped that sport. You know, we've made better clubs, better balls, like, you know, some of the shot tracer stuff. But that isn't affecting, like, the active gameplay of golf. Like, they're using analytics and numbers for you know, where they should place their shots and things of that nature. But we're now affecting play with technology, which is, like, we need to get away from that. Like, how how many times do we have to learn? Remember when the Dodgers were fielding their guys with lasers and stuff like that? Like, let's get back to sports. I'm all in on using that stuff for scouting reports and trying to approve you know, where you're lined up and what pitch they're going to throw in this couch. Couch, excuse me. Nice. Um, it's just not right. It's not sports. It, it's not sports. So, uh, yeah, man, a little, little bummed out by it. Um, you know, it just feels like we're just getting further away from coaching and learning, and that's that's what helps the game evolve. And it's almost like, Shocked to say this phrase, but baseball, like, getting in its own way. <laughs> well, I mean, I started a campaign last year after Kiermaier stole the catcher's piece of paper, and I, I started a campaign called Keep Paper Out of Baseball. Mm. Mm -hmm. And who's the Cub? 
Coach Ballgame's favorite player? I'm completely blanking. It's a rude blank. He agreed with me. Ernie Banks? Ernie Banks or Andre Dawson? Andre Dawson, I believe. The Hawk. I believe he quote tweeted me. Or is it? I forget who. And said uh, that he agreed. Keep paper out of baseball. So. I am also off of the defensive alignment sheets. That'll tell you, obviously, how you're off those. I'm off those. That'll tell you how we feel about wearable. So now it's like, yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. You went the the wrong way. The wrong way. The wrong way. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I think we have to be able as a society, which is called our baseball society. Mm. We have to be able to say no to some things like it's, I'm all for progress and progressing the sport and, and keeping up with times, uh, but only when it's necessary or when it makes sense. You can say no to things. This is something I'm saying no to. This doesn't make the game better. You, you want, you're saying, what does this do to the gameplay? It takes away offense even more. Like being able to anticipate you know, a pitch and a location while you have your quarterback sheet of where you're supposed to stand because you have the spray chart of where this guy hits the ball in his last 500 at-bats. I mean, come on, man. Nobody wants to see... The ball hit right at somebody standing in the outfield. As the great Bob Costa said on our show, you want to see a center fielder be a center fielder. You want to see him go get that ball. You want to see Byron Buxton do his damn thing out there. You don't want to see him flat-footed catching a ball without moving. Nobody wants to see that. Like, we have to keep a game a game. Keep the game a game. And I, I think another a funny side effect that might come from this is even more pitch tipping. Um, like we're leaving more room for error with the catcher, the pitcher, and now all of the fielders. I thought it'd be hilarious if they if like the curveball sign came into a righty and then every fielder just took a step to his right. Right. Like the third baseman That's part just of the takes game. a lead. You can you you usually can do that. Like you have to wait as a shortstop to make your move, to to make that anticipation. Sometimes it's just a lean. And I'll tell you what, it's very hard for a shortstop to always relay. The shortstop in the second baseman trying to relay what pitch is coming to the corners, like it takes a skill. You have to be able to see that all these things are just part of the dang game. Man. It was Rod Carew, just to update everyone. Named a couple good ball players. Keep keep paper out of baseball. I guess my I love Rod my Carew. closing argument while I have the the jury present is What's the counter move? Uh, you know, when we think about sports, like, okay, you know, Trev, this, this guy keeps throwing curveballs away. Maybe you, uh, you move up in the box a little bit. You scoot up. You look for that pitch. Like, what's the counter? The other team is passing the football more, so we're going to throw another defensive back out there. You know what the counter move here is? It's like finding some tech nerd to steal whatever Bluetooth or RFID or however they're sending the message. Like, that's the counter. Seems easier. And that means we've gone too far because that's not sports. That's not sports. Love sports. Can I do a PSA announcement? Jim, thoughts? I don't know. I have an announcement before your announcement. All right, fine. If we're all going to make announcements, I'll find one. My announcement is that DraftKings is giving $1... If, or they're giving away uh, great odds. If you bet $1, you can get $150 in free bets. All you got to do is pick an NBA team to win. The All-Star game was last night. Mm. Jake watched it. I did not. I heard uh, Macy Gray. Jake won a lot of money. Mm. 
This is my confession. Try to walk away and I stumble. No, it's funny. I think I might have found my betting game slash strategy. It's placing a lot of bets. <laughs> Not sure why Trev laughed at my strategy. It's placing a lot of bets, and I end up coming out like even plus 25, like plus 40. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you just placed 10 bets, and you ended up plus 25. But that had been better than some of my betting practices before. So I'm in, I'm in a pretty good groove. Who, right would, you, who would you bet on tonight, Shea Station or McFlurry Power? Oh, it's tough to get me to pick either of those guys. Okay. I, I love both of those guys for very different reasons. Well, the Blitzball battle isn't available on DraftKings yet, but maybe one day if people watch it enough, it gets big enough. We'll do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code JOHNBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 plus and physically present in New York. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Gambling problem call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Trevor Plouffe, what is your PSA? I was talking to an agent friend of mine this morning. Mm. Bright and early. Um, we're up in the wee hours, so we, 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 we speak in the morning. It's one of my favorite things. And we started talking about the wearable tech and he started giving me a heads up that at these different scouting combines, you know, these different showcases kids are going to, uh, and also in the minor leagues that they're making these kids, they're not making them, but they're asking them and, and basically, you know, they're asking them to wear this wearable stuff to, to put this arm sleeve on. I'm going to measure the force uh, that you're going through your window with, or, you know, wear this ring. I'm going to, I'm going to find your heart rate and your sleep uh, schedule and all this stuff. My advice to any ball player out there, like really listen to this. If you're into that and you want to train yourself and you're going to use some tech and training, do it yourself. Do not, do not give anyone access to that information. I don't care if it's some dude that says he's going to get you noticed by a college uh, program because of it, or you're going to get drafted because of it. Absolutely not. If you want that information, get it yourself. That's your information. If you're a minor leaguer, say hell no to the organizations having your biometric data. Okay. They don't need that. Okay. If you want to use that by all means, just get it yourself, protect your data. Do not give people that because the only thing they're trying to do is keep tabs on you and they can use that information in a plethora of different ways, mostly not to serve you. And like I said, use it, but use it yourself. PSA for any ball player out there. Please listen to that. Mm. End of PSA. They got your data and they just send it around. And then they don't it's, think you're ever going to change. They can do a lot of stuff with that. Manipulate. Think about stats, dude. How you can cherry pick a stat in an arbitration case. You can cherry pick some things with some wearable uh, tech, and it's not good. So that, that, that's a bad path. It's good advice. It's a little scary, I guess. But they all have. They, they, dude, it's it's crazy how much it's and it's definitely helped people improve. So I'm not like 100 against tech as a training device. 
I, I am against it in the field. Like, I really don't like it. It's just, especially, like, how young are you going to go with this? Like, our high, there's got to be very competitive high school teams that are going to start implementing this because they got to prepare them for college where it happens. And then they get to the next level and it just all vanishes. Like, it's pretty odd. Don't let I don't know. I think there's the, – do, do the best pitchers in college baseball, the guys like the Jack Lighters, like the guys that are going to go – you know, top of the first round. Are they calling their own pitches? Did Adley Rushman in college call the game or was this a college coach? Like, I don't understand. I I was calling my own pitches in high school. Like, that was a sign of respect for my coach. He knew I could handle it. He knew that, like, I was a guy that could do that. Like, do, does anybody get that grace? Or is it just like, no, nah, man, this is how we do it here? I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure there's some pitchers that, like even in the in the pros, there are pitchers that don't want to call their own game. I mean, Burley didn't like it. I don't think Lance Lynn calls his own game. A lot of the throw and go guys, they don't want to think. And, and maybe there are pitchers that uh, get to college and be like, "Can you call it so I can like learn sure. why you call it the way you do?" So I'm not like you know there. There's probably a lot of times. Maybe if you want freshmen, like no, I call your game when you're a freshman, so you can learn how we do it, what we like to teach, all that. There's definitely pluses to to that you gotta be able to shake and stuff stop technology jake hates technology stop it. you were a catcher james i mean you were calling your own games or what yes yeah yeah i mean i only caught through freshman year of high school were you heater heavy or were you mm. off speed heavy i you, loved opening i loved opening up um a third pitch first pitch for we had a pitcher that was really good um, and then we had, what was Benetti his name? Benetti was good. Benetti had a third pitch that he didn't trust at all. And I'd always call it first pitch of the inning and just say, just do it once. And like, if it's good, we'll, we'll do it again. If it's not, we'll just scratch it and move on. But like, let's just, let's not sit on that bullet for a while and it ache. So I like doing that. Cause I thought it unnerved him. And I, and I'd say, don't shake me off first pitch. And then I call the silliest thing. And then dude, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 14. Love that. Just mixing it up. Wasn't reading bats. I was like, ah, oh, this seems Man, good. I got into a long discussion about that with uh, Dallas Braden. Mm. He was he's, he commented on something on Twitter, like this questionnaire that these starting pitchers fill out after their starts. It's like a homework assignment for them. I, I was like, do you guys really do this? Are you Like, you have so much time on your hands as a starting pitcher that you got homework? <laughs> like written homework and he sent me a paragraph i mean mm. a scroll of a text explaining uh, about all this stuff and that's why pitchers man they're just a different breed bro i was like we don't have as real ball players we don't have time to do homework assignments we got to get ready for the next day we're, we're scouting the pitcher trying to figure out how we're going to get through 162 but shout out dallas gotta love that guy we gotta uh I think we got to recreate the eastbound and down scene with you in Dallas. Um, get a car dealership. Just line it up. He claims he's got blitz ball Plums. skills. Uh, he does. Can confirm. He. If people saw my blitz ball game, they know it's it's not all roses over here. Hitting's impossible. I wonder, I mean, I've, I've prepped everyone after the first round. We changed the rules. 
to bring more offense into the tournament. And because uh, some people are complaining that there's no offense, majority, vast majority of people are very much enjoying the games because they're like wildly entertaining and really well done. But some, the, some of the responses are like, there's no offense. And then others is like, the speed limit rule is stupid. And it's like, well, you yeah. guys both can't exist at the same time. So you can't exist. But um, yeah, I mean, someone said that in the words of Trevor Plouffe, soft. And I said, Trevor was a main advocate of it. Mm. So, yeah. I want to, uh, some of the chat asked me if you're scouting pitchers for the next day, isn't that homework? Uh, in, in an essence, I'm not, I'm okay with like, you know, going back and, and learning from your start or learning from your at bats. But some of the questions on this thing weren't just like, Hey, like, you know, what'd you think of your sequencing? Like, what would you change? Like, I get that. Like, you have to think about those things. You make adjustments. That's what baseball is all about. But it was talking about like the day leading up, like what they were doing to get ready for like their start. And it really was like very in-depth to the T and it's a little too much for us uh, position players. We're focused on the game, not what we wore to the field. One day at a time. What music's playing? Not you. You don't care what's playing. Oh, the music. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got it. All right. Hopefully uh, Thursday isn't too much of a fired up negative energy episode, but we should have more because they're meeting every day this week to reach some conclusions. I'm happy they're meeting every day. Should have done that. Two months ago. Imagine they fucking figured out. Really cool. Would also fuck up our lives a good amount. So let's go baseball. Yeah. Shit's coming. 